Welcome to Blueprint of Faith. My name is Ken Primus. I am your host on this journey into the Word of God, which is also called the Word of Faith. I've been a teacher of the Word for over 30 years. I was a pastor of Abundant Grace Ministries, and now I travel the world teaching the Word of God. According to the Word, without faith, it's impossible to please God. By faith, we understand. The Bible also goes on to say that the just shall live by faith, for we walk by faith and not by sight. By faith, we believe that the universe was made. We are justified by faith. Fight the good fight of faith. At this podcast, we're going to talk about what really is faith, how we get it, how do we develop it, how to use it, so that we can receive the 8,810 promises of God, 7,487 of them being promises made by God to His beloved man. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, owner and user of Mint Mobile, with a special holiday message. If you sign up now for three months, you get three months free on every one of our plans, even unlimited. Now, I realize this is more of a holiday offer than it is a holiday message. But if you read between the lines, you can see a message in there. It says we love you. Visit mintmobile.com slash switch for the offer. Limited time, new customer offer. Activate within 45 days. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. Unlimited customers using more than 40 gigabytes per month will experience lower speeds. Video streams at 480p. See mintmobile.com for details. Thank you for coming to our site. While you're here, if you can like and subscribe and share our content, we're trying to grow. And for those who would like to comment, make comments and I will gladly answer, uh, do the best I can, make sure that we have an engaged audience. If there's something you guys would like me to talk about and teach about, just let me know and we can do that as well because I love sharing the Word of God. And for those who would like to support us financially, there are links also provided for that. And I appreciate everything that you can give. And I thank you so much. It is an honor to serve. And I look forward to continue bringing you guys good content. Good morning and welcome to my morning rant. As I was getting ready for this particular rant this morning, I had a memory of myself and a young boy growing up and coming, even a a grown man, that people from, I don't know, since I was a teenager when I got saved about 12 years old to a grown man in my 40s and so forth, people would come to me um, and tell me, especially little kids um, uh, and uh, boys, girls, adults. I'm at a park one day watching a concert, a Hall of Notes concert, and this man walks up from the street came straight to me. I'm drinking my beer and chilling with my my friends and whatever. And he said, uh, God told me to tell you that you're going to be a fire and brimstone preacher. And I was looking at him going, oh man, not here too, um, because he's been doing this all my life. And as I uh, uh, got and restored my relationship with God, I began to see that it's much more of a teacher. I'm a teacher and not a preacher because I, I watch those guys when they preach, man, I'm like, whoa, I would love to do that, but I can't do that. I, I'm more uh, step-by-step, precept-by-precept, kind of breaking it down. And so when I would get up to teach, I would read this scripture before I would get a chance to um, uh, speak as, as to what was on what God had put on my heart to talk about. And that's in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 19 through 20. As for, and for me, the 
that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mysteries of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. And I would just let the people go from there. I mean, let, you know, open my mind again to uh, talk. But one of the things I want to talk about today is, uh, I'm setting you guys up if you, if you know. One of the things I want to talk about today is I'm reading so many articles about all these men and women that are part of a magna group, these pastors, and even beyond that, that are being um, uh, carried out for uh, serious uh, sins. Uh, and it's not sins, it's behaviors. It's who they are. They are uh, been raping these girls and molesting these children. Absolutely horrendous. But these guys, the Bible told us that they're there. They're wolves in sheep clothing that come into the church. And let me say something to you guys right now. And I don't care who and how. And this is where I guess the fire and brimstone stuff comes in. I don't care. I really don't. Every single one of you who claim to be Christians born-again Christians or Christians, not born-again Christians, just Christians, and follow Trump and the Magnet crew, you are lying. You are not a Christian, period. Because he is against anything that is Christian. And so let me show you a picture of who you are. Because um, people need to stop and tell you the truth. You're not a Christian. You're not a born-again Christian. You're not a spirit-filled Christian. You have nothing to do with Christianity. You are um, a party to hate and nothing that has to do with hate and uh, all of the things that he ascribed to do, God has nothing to do with that. Jesus has absolutely nothing to do with that. So I want to show you who you are. And you, should, you ought to be proud of who you are because that's what I've been telling people. I'm a, I'm a born-again Christian. I believe in uh, that Jesus Christ died for me and the Father and what he did in the redemptive work, the Holy Spirit, all of that. I believe that. And I'm proud of that. But I want to show you something as to who you are. And you ought to be proud of it. But this is for all the 7 million people that are claiming to be Christians and they're still evangelical Christians are still following Trump. You are a deceived liar. Second Timothy chapter, chapter 3. But understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulties. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusers or abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. Avoid such people. For amongst them are those who creep into households and capture weak women, burdened with sin, and laid astray by various passions, always learning and never able to arrive to at, at any knowledge of truth. Just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses, so these men also oppose the truth, the word of God. 
men corrupted in mind and disqualified regarding the faith. But they are not, uh, but they will get their very, will not get very far, for their folly will be plain to all, as was that of those two men. Jan Janus and Jambres were those two magicians uh, that were before Moses that threw down their uh, staff and became uh, snakes just like Moses did. And so they have power. They have spiritual things, and you see that with these men, magicians. Trump and every one of those politicians that are ascribing to hatred, I don't care if you're a Democrat, uh, a Republican, but any one of those people on the stage, bastards and all that stuff. When you ascribe to hatred and claim to be a Christian, you are a liar, straight up liar, because that's not who God is. And Jesus says in the scriptures, he says, if we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and we do not practice the truth. So seven million of you uh, or whoever within that seven million that claim to be evangelical Christians, you are not Christians. You are the sons and daughters of the devil. Okay? That's who you are. Because that's what the Bible tells me that who you are. Let me show you something about Jesus. Because this thing about Jesus always fascinated me. And uh, when you look into the scripture and you see the posture that he took, uh, the Bible tells us that this is God. Uh, the, uh, God's uh, begotten son took the form of flesh and came here so that he can be a part of us too. He became a son of man so that we could become sons of God. And that's what Jesus did. But let me show you his mind and how he thinks and how he operated while he, here, while he was here. Acts chapter 22, verses 16, And now why do you wait? Rise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on him, his name. One of the things that fascinated me with Jesus was everything that he did was always about washing and cleansing and, and things like that. And so I wanted to uh, give you guys a picture of some of those scriptures, and then we're going to go to the main scriptures that I wanted to focus on. But I want to give you, um, whet your appetite, if you will. First John 1 John 1.9, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We have that in First John. First John 1 John 1.7 says, but if we walk in the light and he is in the light, we fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sins. Psalms 51, the psalmist cries, wash me thoroughly from my iniquities and cleanse me from my sins. And we see in Titus, when he talks about Titus 3, 5, he saved us, not because of our works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing and regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. So those are some of the scriptures that I wanted to get to you before we go into the meat of what I wanted to talk to you guys concerning Jesus Christ and how he is and how he approaches us and people. And every that's why I want to say to you that every one of you that are claiming to be evangelical Christians, 
and following and uh, are devoted to Trump. You are a liar. You are not a Christian. You're nothing but a hypocrite that walks around um, making my Lord Jesus Christ's name uh, look bad because of your behavior. You are not a born-again believer. You are a charlatan. Now, and you have all of you that are walking around calling yourself, um, you know, evangelical Christians. Shame on you. Matthew chapter 20, verses 25 through 27. I want you to take a look at this. But Jesus called them to him and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles' Lord is over them. And their goal, their great one, exercises authority over them. It shall not be so amongst you. But whoever would be great amongst you must be your servant. And whoever would be first amongst you must be your slave. Now that's a totally different uh, posture that Jesus is talking about than what we are seeing on the stage with these criminals. Let me take you to 1 Timothy 5.10. And in, and is well known for her good deeds, such as bringing up children, showing hospitality. How? Washing the feet of the Lord's people, helping those in trouble, and devoting herself to all kinds of good deeds. Now that is a totally different posture than these people that are spouting all kinds of nonsense and evil in the name of my Lord Jesus Christ. You gotta be kidding me. John thirteen eight. Peter yells. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. He is telling God, You shall never wash my feet, Jesus answered and said unto him, Unless I wash you, you have no part of me. And we well, we talked about how Jesus was always cleansing, his blood cleansing and all this stuff. And so Jesus Christ is interested in washing and cleansing. And so after that, Peter yells out, then Lord God, you know, he says, well, not just my feet, wash my hands, just, just wash me, Lord, just, you know, just get it over with. And so I want to take you to a journey about Jesus Christ. And we see that is in John 13, 9, he says to Peter, we see this conversation there about washing. John 10, uh, 13, 10, Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. And we're going to talk about that. Um, John thirteen fourteen through 7, Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done. You ought to be a worshiper a servant. You ought to be a servant of others, not what them people are talking about on the stage, wanting to kill people, wanting to harm people, wanting to, uh, to, to um, you know, cause pain and damage in the family. You are a hypocrite, a liar, and a thief killed just like your father. He says, the scripture says, the devil is a thief, he's a killer, and that's who you guys are. He's a father of lies. We're watching his children that are calling themselves Christians, but they're all liars. He says, truly I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater 
than the one who sent him. You guys are coming telling me that this guy is doing the, the will of God? Are you out of your mind? How can someone like that uh, uh, be doing stuff for God in the sense that uh, um, he God wants him to, to cur- curse people, cause damage to people in his name? Are you crazy? You know, but the Bible, and I've been teaching you guys that even the devil does the will of the Father. And so Trump is going to do the will of the Father. And all of you uh, that are calling yourself uh, uh, white evangelical Christian or evangelical Christian, all of you are going to do the will of my Father, regardless. But I want to let you know something. You are not a Christian. You are something entitled, but you don't know who Jesus is. You, you, you probably never knew him. But you call yourself Christians, as I said before. Many of you call yourself Christians because mom and daddy will grow up in a church. But you don't know nothing about the Lord Jesus Christ. You don't know nothing about the love. So let me tell you who he is and show you something about Jesus Christ that you claim to be. And if you want to be a servant, a follower of Jesus Christ, you got some decisions to make. Get your own Bible. That Bible that you hold, that you walk around with in church and you probably never read, get that. And turn with me to John chapter 13 and let's take a look and see this thing about Jesus. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that um, his hour had come. So now he's about to die. You know, he's about to be taken and to go through some tremendous pain and suffering for you and I because he loved us. When he knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world, to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. During supper, when the devil had already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, the devil already told him, you know, so he had his assignment from the devil already. Verse 3, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given him all things into his hand, that's what I'm saying to you, the devil is not in control. My Father is in control. Jesus now is in control. So it tells us the Father had given him all things into his hand and that he had come to God and was going back to God. Rose from the supper, he laid aside his garment, his outer garment, and taken a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who had said to him, Lord, do not wash my feet. And Jesus answered him, What I am doing you do not understand now, But afterwards you will understand. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. And Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you you will not share with me. Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, The one who who has bath does not need to wash, except his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean but not one not not every one of you for if he for he knew who was to betray him betray him that was why he said not all of you are clean verse 12 when he had washed their feet 
and put on their outer garments and resume his place. He said to them, Do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and are, are right, for I am. If I then, you, your, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do them. Verse 18. I am not speaking of all of you. I know whom I have chosen, but the scripture will be fulfilled. He who ate my bread has left, lifted his heel against me. I am telling you this now before it takes place, that when it is, does take place, you will believe that I am he. Truly, truly, I say unto you, Whosoever received this one I sent, received me, and whosoever received me, um, the one who sent me, received the one. So here is this guy, Jesus Christ. Judas is around that 12. Judas was one of his disciples, and Jesus was a servant to a man that he knew. The devil had already spoke to him and told him to betray him. He knew that. And yet, that Jesus, that Bible that you walk around with, if you understood who Jesus was, you wouldn't behave the way you are. I am telling you, you cannot follow that man. You cannot follow that man and claim to be a Christian. Because the Bible says in 1 John, if we say we have fellowship with him while we walking in darkness, we are the liars. And we do not practice the truth. All of you do not practice the truth. Jesus Christ knew this man was a, a, you know, he said, the son of perdition, the only one that I lost. Yet Jesus Christ washed his feet. He was a servant to his enemy. And the Bible tells me that you, Jesus said, if you love your family, he says, what's the big deal? Everybody, the publicans do that. He said, I am requiring you to love your enemies. If you can't do that, that tells me that you don't love yourself because the, the disciples ask him, what is the greatest of, of all the, um, you know, uh, all, all of the uh, uh, commandments? To love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, with all thy strength and to love your neighbor as yourself. You hate yourself. And because you hate yourself that much, you are behaving the way you are. And because you hate yourself, you're going to hate me, you're going to hate everybody else. Like Trump hates himself. That man does not love himself at all. And so you need to realize, look in the mirror and see who you are. The Bible tells us that we ought to call people out. And I started that scripture um, to let you know and I don't care what you guys do and say about me, you know. You kill me anyway, the Bible tells me I'm going to the Father. And so I, I don't, I, I, you know, those things don't bother me. But what bothers me is what you, what you guys are doing to my Lord and making people walk away. And he says in the scriptures, Woe unto those who cause his little ones, his children, the people um, that are seeking him to walk away from him. He says, Woe to you. You guys think you are here, then there is no God. The Bible says even the fool said in his heart, there is no God. 
The Bible tells me that your master, the devil, the god of this world, he knows that there is a god, and he and all of his demons, they tremble, the Bible says. So you will meet him. And so your master knows him already because he has to report to him. And so you, since your master knows him and he has to report because he comes before the Father and says, God asks him, where you been? You know, he's not equal to my God. He's not equal. He never will be. He was created by a word. The Bible tells us that God created them by a word. But he created me with his hands and he hugged me, kissed me, and he created you and I. So I wanted to bring this attention to you guys, every single one of you that are claiming to be Christians and following this demon. You are not a Christian. I don't care what you say. You can lie to yourself. You don't know Jesus Christ. If you do not have the love of God in me, in you, he says, you don't know me. And so the Bible tells us that we ought to walk in love. It tells us that we ought to behave in love. And if you can't behave in love, and you coming telling me that you're a Christian, you're a, you're a liar. You don't even know who you are. Because if you knew who you are, you would not say that. First Corinthians 13. If I speak in tongues of men and of angels, but have no love, I am only a resounding gong, a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can phantom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have not faith that can move mountains, if I have faith that can move mountains, but I have no love, I am absolutely 100% nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor, surrender my body to the flame, but have no love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy it does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hope, always preserves. Love never fails. But where there is prophecy, they will cease. Where there is tongues, they will be still. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when perfection comes, the imperfected disappear. When I was a child, I, I talked like a child. I, I thought, I think, and I, everything I acted, I reasoned like one. But when I became a man, I put away foolish ways behind me. Now we see but a poor reflection in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face Jesus Christ. And he tells us that all those things will pass away. And he says, this is what remains. And now these three remains, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of all of these is love. And you're telling me that this man is telling people about killing people, about um, causing damage. I will, I will, you know, all he talks about is destroying democracy and punishing people after, after he gets in and he is going to, re his retribution 
and all of these nonsense that you guys are cheering on as if it's anything that is something to cheer on. And I've told you guys over and over again, every one of you don't understand, you don't pick up that Bible and read it, because if you read that Bible, you'll understand what you did and what he did and what's happening on the scene that you guys didn't understand what God did. And so let me explain to you what God is doing so that you will understand since you don't pick up that Bible and read it. So let me read it to you. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. For there is no power but God himself, the power that has ordained, that are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisted the power, resisted the ordinance of God. And they that resist shall receive themselves damnation. For the rulers are not a terror to good work, but to evil. Wilt thou then not, uh, not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. For the Bible tells us it is God who puts one, it says all promotion comes from God. It tells us that God put the government in place, the leaders in place. So what you're trying to tell me when you stand there and you say that it's been stolen, it's been stolen, it's been stolen for, the, for so many years, he's telling you that it's been stolen. You are trying to tell me, and I've read that you guys believe this man more than you do your pastor, so you're trying to tell me that God is a liar when he said that he puts in one and he puts, puts, takes out the other. You're telling me that God messed up when Biden came in. You, that's what you're telling me because God says, I am the one who puts in, I'm the one who takes down. So if you are going to fight against God, God said he will fight against you. And that's why you guys are seeing what you're seeing. Buckle up. I want to see how you fear when you fight against God because the Bible says it's better to fall into the hands of, uh, um, you know, it's not a good thing to fall into the hands of God. And so I want to see how you guys do because he said he will come against you that come against his people that he put in place to govern at any time. And so I started reading this thing to show you guys. Ephesians six nineteen through 20. And for me, the utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mysteries of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it... I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. The Bible said that the just shall live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. Thank you for coming to Blueprint of Faith. And remember, every child of God overcomes the world. For our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. So be not weary, but imitate them who through faith and patience inherit the promises of God. Again, thank you for coming. Please subscribe and if you can, support us financially. We deeply appreciate it. 
Until next time, invite your family, friends, neighbors, church, study group, and even people you don't like. You can hear us on Buzzsprout, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Overcast, and many more.